It's Friday, November 1st, 2019, 38 days into the impeachment saga, and this is Impeachment Today. Good morning, I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. Happy Friday! We did it, another week down. Just, you know, solve for X to go. Today, we've got a bonkers story to take you into the weekend. We're talking to BuzzFeed News' Ryan Broderick about the CrowdStrike conspiracy theory that Trump brought up in his infamous phone call that kicked off the impeachment inquiry. But before we get to all that, let's catch up on what happened yesterday. First up, House Democrats passed a bill that laid the groundwork for how the impeachment inquiry is going to work moving forward. BuzzFeed News congressional correspondent Kadia Goba was on Capitol Hill and sent us a voice memo describing what went down. So, the House voted to create more rules in the impeachment inquiry. These new rules should make the hearings more transparent and extend some power to Republicans. The Judiciary Committee gets back in the game. They are the designated committee to bring impeachment recommendations to the House floor now. Also, Republicans can now request witnesses and documents. Republicans can also authorize committees to release interview transcripts. And now White House counsel and the president's counsel may be able to sit in on hearings and depositions. All of these changes are happening because Republicans repeatedly criticized how Democrats were handling the process. But it doesn't seem to have made them happy because, I mean, no matter how many privileges they get, all of this means that Congress is still moving forward with the process, right? It got really ugly on the floor this morning before votes. At one point, Rep. Steve Scalise called the entire process Soviet-style and meanwhile brought out a poster board with a photo of the Kremlin on it. Not to be upstaged by Rep. Devin Nunes, who called Democrats a cult and said that they were loyally following their leader. I don't need to say that not a single Republican voted in favor of these new rules. Like Kadia said, no Republicans supported the bill, making the vote 232 to 196. Representative Adam Schiff said that transcripts of some of the depositions done in the last month could be released as soon as next week. But the inquiry itself may take longer than expected. Federal judges will hear arguments next month in a case that could decide just who can be forced to testify before Congress. A former White House staffer sued the White House and Congress last week to get a ruling on if he had to obey a subpoena from House Democrats. But we have to wait until at least December 10th to hear how this one plays out. That's only two days before the House is scheduled to wrap up and go home for the year. Democratic leadership has said before that they wanted to wrap things up in the inquiry and possibly vote on articles of impeachment before Christmas. So the choice facing investigators is whether they wait for a court decision, extending the process in the House into the new year, or say, fuck it, we're doing it live, and press on even without some witnesses. The biggest short-term effect will be on whether former National Security Advisor John Bolton testifies next week. His lawyer said he wouldn't do so voluntarily, so Congress is considering a subpoena. But plot twist, Bolton's lawyer is also lawyer to the guy who filed the case in the first place. Okay, that was the news. This is the noise. President Trump now says he might read out his call with the president of Ukraine in a fireside chat with America. That's what he told the Washington Examiner in an Oval Office interview. Trump has been pushing hard on the idea that if people just read the transcript, they'll see he did nothing wrong. He even said they were considering printing t-shirts with that slogan. That's basically the opposite of congressional Republican strategy, which has been more process-based than a full-throated defense of the call's contents. Now, Trump says a lot of things, so huge grain of salt. But I, for one, am looking forward to hearing Trump read out the words, I would like you to do us a favor, though, on live TV. And now, if you're a numbers person and just want to know where today ranks, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. 
Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale, a zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. And this morning, we're at a, a five. It feels like the drumbeat towards impeachment is pretty steady at this point. Now that the rules have been laid down firmly in the House, taking away an argument from Republicans about the process, things seem like they're on a path that is going to wind up with articles of impeachment. Things could still change, obviously, but the pressure is not going down anytime soon. Okay, after the break, we're talking to Ryan Broderick about the crowd strike conspiracy. Hold on to your butts, people. This one's wild. Chief it. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I always wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody. And he started laughing. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant, picking up these girls, getting them in a position of vulnerability. When he got a hold of their neck, that was it. I'm Carolyn Osorio, a journalist and lifelong resident of the Pacific Northwest. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer, that bears its name. How many times did you bring the camera to one the One time. Just one time. one time. He started fantasizing about having sex with his mother. Then he fantasized about killing her. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go to the woods. She was just, to all of us, kind of strange. Do you know how he feels about prostitutes? Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. So each episode here on Impeachment Today, we take the time to dive into one aspect of the impeachment proceedings that just really deserves our attention. A person, an event, an idea. Hopefully you get it at this point. Today, we are bringing you an edition of this fucking thing, CrowdStrike Conspiracy Edition. Joining us to break it down is 
BuzzFeed News senior reporter Ryan Broderick. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. Hello. So let's jump back to 2016. A cybersecurity company has said that Russia is behind the hacking of Democratic National Committee emails, which were then later spread across the internet. So help me out here. How do we get from there to the point where the president is asking if that company stashed a mysterious server in Ukraine? Ah, so the CrowdStrike conspiracy is like the little squid in the primordial ooze that eventually becomes the human being a billion years later, you know? Okay, I see you. It evolves, and and conspiracy theories are constantly changing. To understand every crazy thing that all of the old people in the White House believed, (laughs) thanks to the internet, you have to start with CrowdStrike in 2016. Right. Walk me through, I guess, what are the, like, various steps in the chain that gets up there, and then we'll talk about what the theory actually is. Sure, sure. So... It starts in 2016 with the release of a uh, report made by a cybersecurity firm that was hired by the DNC. That firm is called CrowdStrike. The right, the far right, Russia, every other state-sponsored troll army in the world (laughs) all had some issues with this report. Right. Because the report made it very clear that it wasn't a lone hacker, Guccifer 2.0, as that hacker was thought to be known as, but actually probably Russian state-sponsored hackers. Right. And once that report was circulated, it made its way onto Facebook, onto Twitter, onto mm-hmm. 4chan, every dark corner of the internet, and has sort of been the uh, the Old Testament of all of the subsequent crazy nonsense. So, like, everything that is believed by Fox News anchors or Gateway Pundit mm-hmm. writers or people like Mike Cernovich. All the way up to the president of the United States at this president, point. They're all starting with CrowdStrike as their source and then building on top of that. So we know what the actual facts are now, but what's this like weird theory that people are actually trying to say is the real truth here? Right. So disclaimer, none of this has been proven to be true. Correct. Even but though please. many people working for the president and possibly the president himself believe this, mm-hmm. we have no proof that this is true. Okay, hit me though. Which is that CrowdStrike was hired by the Democratic National Committee Mm -hmm. in 2016 to cover up the fact that Ukrainian nationals working with the DNC hacked their own servers to frame the Trump campaign for colluding with Russia to hack the DNC's servers. And that CrowdStrike's report saying that the DNC was hacked by Russian hackers is a smokescreen covering up the Democrats' own collusion with Ukraine. That makes absolutely no goddamn sense. And that's, I think, one of the things that is so true about so many conspiracy theories that when you actually listen to them and try and like work through the logic inside of them, it just leaves you with a headache. Yes. This idea that CrowdStrike is in on it. Mm-hmm. Features in QAnon stuff. It shows up in Podesta email, Pizzagate. Oh, God. Fanfic. Right. It shows up in Dan Bogino's Spygate concept. It shows up everywhere. And the only reason that I can tell (laughs) after several weeks of doing research about how this happened is that CrowdStrike's owner is a Russian-American man. Okay, wait, a Russian-American man, though? Yeah, yeah, bear with me here, because this is going to get even wackier. Oh, no. The firm's owner, who is Russian-American, once worked for a think tank called the Atlantic Council. Right. And the Atlantic Council has a board where a Ukrainian oligarch once was attached to. So the fact that this Russian-American man Uh 
was sort of connected in some vague way to a Ukrainian oligarch. Right. That in the fever swamps of 4chan, Reddit, and Facebook means that CrowdStrike has been compromised by Ukrainian oligarchs that are possibly working to cover up an international pedophile ring run by Hillary Clinton. Okay. (laughs) Wow, (sighs) Jesus, balls. Okay, so the Atlantic Council, well-respected think tank, uh, known for their anti-Russia stance, which is, I guess, why they're a prime target for all of this. They're also a think tank related to NATO. They They are Russian misinformation's favorite boogeyman. Basically, if you start to think, like, am I reading a Russian psyop? If they start just, like, really angrily going on about the Atlantic Council and and the Atlantic Council's reporting on the Baltics, mm-hmm. you're probably falling for a Russian psyop. Ah, uh, yikes. What a world we live in right now. So all of this nonsensory has somehow made it into the White House. What I would love to know is who first saw this online and put it into the brains of especially Rudy Giuliani? So this is the crazy thing. I was like flabbergasted when I saw the transcript of the phone call with the president of Ukraine where Trump says crowd strike. Right. Trump is reported to have literally uttered the words crowd strike, Mm -hmm. which is crazy bananas, because that is so obscure that I had to spend a week remembering exactly what it was. Uh Best I can tell, the way it seems to have worked is that Rudy Giuliani— Yes, who is a private lawyer for Trump, the person, not the president. Yes. And this former Secret Service member, current right-wing radio host Dan Bogino— Uh-huh. Appear to have talked about this theory enough with the president mm-hmm. that it worked his way into his like crazy old man brain. And much like your grandfather sending you an email forward, this just appeared out of nowhere. Jeez. And like a virus, it spread. Here's quick audio of acting chief of staff Mick Mulvaney mentioning this whole thing as part of the reason why funds to Ukraine were held up, which is again what Congress is investigating. He also mentioned to me in the past that the, 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 the corruption related to the DNC server. Absolutely. No question about that. Um, but that's it. And that's why we held up the money. Now, there was a report. And now it's also being repeated by Republicans in Congress, it seems like, during the closed-door testimony on the Hill. So, Ryan, I guess, how do we cure this disease at this point? How do we erase this from the narrative? I mean, have you ever gotten into a fight about politics at Thanksgiving with your older relatives? Sadly. Did that change their mind? Not quite. I think this is the same thing, but the old person we're talking about is the president. Oh. I don't—so here's the deal. Like— Once these things do work their way into your head, it's really hard to let go because if you were to—let's imagine Trump could say to himself, you know, I need to really rethink what I think about the world. Oh, You know, imagine Mm. some introspective moments with the president here. If he were to go like, you know what, guys, actually there is no proof that Ukraine did anything and maybe I was actually the center of my own, you know, meddling Mm -hmm. with a foreign agent and, you know, I just got to let this go— the foundation of so much of what he's done over the last year appears to be based on this idea. Right. That is a terrifying concept for anybody, let alone someone at the center of the world right now. Oh, that's horrifying. So let's time warp, though. A year into the future, it's just before the 2020 election, and Ryan, have we found the server? Oh, man, we didn't even talk about this. There isn't a server. <laughs> I know. That's the craziest thing. So so in the transcript, if you're not familiar, Donald Trump says, I'm paraphrasing, uh, look for the uh, server. You know, Ukrainian nationals got the uh, CrowdStrike server, blah, blah, Yeah. He seems to think that a Ukrainian man 
came into DC and stole a physical server from a the DNC. Bo- an actual black box. A box, yeah. The DNC were using 140 cloud-based servers. There are no physical servers. <laughs> and they were turned off in the summer during the investigation. So you don't need to steal a server. It's 2019. Like, <laughs> you could just go into one and download it. Like, it's not a thing. So no, I don't think we're ever going to find it. My deep fear is that this is just going to go on for like the rest of our lives. Oh, that's lovely. There'll well, be crazy people out front of Capitol Hill with a sign being like, where's the server 50 years from now? Okay, well, Ryan, with that, you know, bit of doom and gloom on our minds, it is time for The Kicker, where we have our guests bring in a thing that sums up where we are right now. So, Ryan, what do you got? So the RNC uh, emailed out a really good email with a really good subject line today. Okay, what do you got? Uh, But I want to read it as if I was the lead singer of a metal band. Okay, continue. RNC statement on Adam Schiff's coronation as the Witch Hunt King. Pretty good, right? That was pretty great, actually. Yeah. I would not pay to hear that band. I absolutely would not, though. I'm I sorry. mean, there's so many good band names in there. Coronation, Witch Hunt King, <laughs> Coronation as Witch Hunt King, if you're going to be like kind of like a <laughs> like po- an emo metal like band. a post-hardcore like emo violence band. Yeah, like there's so much good stuff there. Witch Hunt King rules. Uh, well, Ryan, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time and at least trying to help us figure out what the heck is going on in these people's minds. Just, you know, just trying to do a, like a being John Malkovich, but with Rudy Giuliani, it's horrible. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Yesterday, we asked you to tell us about your nightmare scenarios and concerns when it comes to Trump's impeachment. And thanks to everyone who responded. We still very much want to hear from you, though. So please tell us what you're most worried about. Open up the voice memo app on your phone. Tell us what you think. Then email it to impeachment at BuzzFeed.com or find me on Twitter at Hayes Brown. My DMs are open. Okay, that's it for today. Come back Monday as we gear up for another week of nonstop thrills on the Hill. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll learn more damaging information about the White House's actions. Impeachment Today is a joint production between BuzzFeed News and iHeartRadio, with new episodes dropping every weekday morning. Our show is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, and Jacopo Penzo, with editorial assistance from Tom Guerra and Jessica Weisberg. Editing by Josh Fisher and Ryan Kyloth. Julian Weller is our supervising producer. Special thanks to Nikki Itor, Mangesh Hatikador, Samantha Hennig, Maggie Schultz, and Ben Smith. Be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts, and maybe leave a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show as we all figure this out together. always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.